Hey everyone, welcome to another week here at Romance and Color. I am your host, Tati Richardson, one half of the duo here at Romance and Color. Um, and we are back this week with some more author interviews and what Book Talk is reading. So this week we have an interview with indie author Jacqueline Stewart. She is a mom, she is a wife, she is a army spouse and most importantly she is an inspirational and wonderful author that you are going to absolutely love and in our what book talk is reading we have some recommendations by lily s who is not only a book talker but an author herself so she's going to give us some of her book talk recommendations as well as talk a little bit about her own uh, writing so you all sit back relax enjoy this wonderful podcast we have this week Up first, our interview with Jacqueline Stewart. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I am here with author Jacqueline Stewart. Uh, She is a wife, a military spouse, a mother of two, a writing coach, and seems to be a Jill of all trades. (laughs) So I want to welcome Miss Jacqueline Stewart here to the podcast. How are you? doing great I'm super excited to be here how are you tonight I'm great I'm great thank you for coming on so tell us a little bit about yourself um, where you're from and how I start every interview off is what made you kind of fall in love with writing and particularly uh, writing romance okay well I'm sure you can hear the Louisiana accent I am a country girl way down here in the South. Um, Like you said, I am a mother of two children. I'm a military spouse. Um, I'm a graduate of Northwestern State University. My major was theater. So, you know, I'm a theater kid, love all that kind of action. And of course, I'm a writer and author. Um, I love to tell stories. I love to connect with women and and really their culture and point of view through storytelling. Um, I also advocate for women's mental health. You know, I know what it's like to face that entire battle. Um, I also work work with children who have behavior challenges. So um, I'm, I'm deep into that field. So that is a little bit about me. Um, and like I said, I'm super excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. So what kind of made you start writing and particularly like writing uh, women's fiction and romance? Okay, so I started writing, of course, um, after graduating from theater um, from school, and um, I started actually writing plays, and Mm -hmm. that's how I became a storyteller, and then I just moved more into writing books, a web series, short films, um, mostly more of an inspirational writer, but Mm -hmm. of course, we all know we were all affected by the pandemic. And I had, I was just about to film a short film and mm-hmm. I had my, uh, my co-director, my shooting location, my cast crew, everybody. And of course, when, when the pandemic hit, everything was shut down. Right. So I had to find out a different way of telling stories, but I wanted to do something different because like I said, people usually connect more with me or know me more for being um, an inspirational speaker and um, more of a church girl, different things like that. But I wanted to um, go over into a different genre and just Mm -hmm. writing women's fiction, um, contemporary fiction, and really connect women on that level of really truth and Mm -hmm. authenticity and just um, 
an honest voice. Mm. And so that's how I moved more into women's fiction and storytelling in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, who doesn't love romance? I think, you know, for myself, I grew up always fantasizing about love, even as a kid, fantasizing about marriage, relationships, and different things like that. So, um, and even when watching movies and hearing stories and reading stories, I believe that we all love how the two love interests really gravitate towards each other. Right. And so, yeah, romance was just something that has always been in my heart that I love to see. I love to see how it plays out. Um, and I tell people I, I love to create that, that tug of war pool between the characters before they actually come together. So, yeah, romance is just something that's always been in my heart. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, you, I hear what you're saying about connecting women and kind of connecting like women's issues and women's like struggles. How much of what you kind of draw from, particularly from your background in counseling, uh, informs the what you write and, and, and how you write? Well, I realized, number one, that Everybody has an issue in some form or fashion or some type of capacity in their home. Mm -hmm. Nobody's life is perfect. And so, you know, I just draw from, of course, my own personal life, of course, being a wife, a military spouse on top of that, um, which can be, I wouldn't say tedious, that's the wrong word, but sometimes, you know, when your spouse is gone for months or whatever it is, you know, it it can be taxing. Yes, yeah. yes. And, you know, just being a mother and I have a son that is on the autism spectrum, mm. you know, my daughter has a learning disability. And so I take things from my own life as well. Um, mm-hmm. Things that I've learned in my marriage and just being a mother and just life and friendship, but just going, being able to um, go, in, go into people's homes and mm-hmm. work with them on their professional level mm-hmm. um, and work with their children. I just, I just, I'm able to, it has taught me really how to connect with people and mm-hmm. listen to people and learn from them and draw from them and their stories yeah. and just really realize that we're all the same. Mm-hmm. And love is something of a universal concept, a universal thing. And we all can relate to it or we're all connect to it in some, in some way. Mm. Yeah. 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 I hear what you're saying there. Cause I think experience women's experiences are not just just uh about romantic things you know we have we have a bevy of experiences that are kind of connect us particularly black women connect us in ways that you know maybe other groups you know (laughs) can't be connected you know by um not just romantic issues but you know cultural issues spiritual issues uh things of that nature so some of your background you're you from Louisiana you're black woman culturally as I mentioned how how do you kind of draw your kind of culture your 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 kind of perspective as a black woman into your works because you have a novel out and a novella right so right you have Tanya's journey of forgiveness which is a novel Mm -hmm. and a way of escape which is a novella so tell me about kind of uh your what informed you to kind of, you know, write both of those, starting with Natalia's journey of forgiveness? Right. Well, what, of course, I think the common denominator in both of the stories um, is the theme of relationship mm-hmm. or relationships and how they impact us as women. Mm-hmm. Um, 
especially as as black women and mm-hmm. how um we really have to go through as especially this novel that I have now we really have to go through a journey of forgiveness a journey of self-discovery mm-hmm. um, a journey of sometimes losing things that we hold so dear in order to um get more in the end of things mm. and just really healing um one thing that I talk about in Tanya's journey of forgiveness is her relationship with her mom you know mm-hmm. I feel as women the mother and daughter relationship is a very powerful dynamic especially yes. in the black community and it's something that we need and so this character hasn't spoken to her mom in many years due to a traumatic experience that mm-hmm. she's as a child and she actually blames her mother for it mm-hmm. and so um you know it's it's just all about healing so that we can really become I would say the woman that we want to be mm-hmm. and not being af- afraid to explore, not being afraid of letting go of this picture perfect life that we all, I wouldn't say all, but you know, sometimes we try to pretend that we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and so many times when we don't let go of it, God will make a way for us to actually let go of it, you know, and things right. just begin to fall apart in our lives. And, um, but it's, it's ultimately for the greater good right 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 so I that's something interesting you say about how sometimes we need to have things fall apart in order for us to like put it back together again um with that kind of idea in mind when you're when you're writing your plots and and putting your 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 novel together what was it about the idea of mending or 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 healing broken relationship and broken broken uh situations that made it you know was that difficult to kind of craft a plot around that um and and how did that kind of inform how you were going to approach your novel if you knew that was going to be the basis of it right well to be honest with you I did not know exactly you know usually when I write something I have a snip of it in my mind I tell people Mm -hmm. say well how do you come up with stories what Mm -hmm. I do is I rest I sleep and so usually there will be a snippet of the story that that literally comes in my mind right before I may wake up in the morning or when I'm resting taking a nap or something Mm -hmm. like that and Mm -hmm. so I only get a little glimpse and then I just begin to write Mm-hmm. And as I'm, you know, being obedient and writing and just getting that little bit out, then it's like more comes mm-hmm. and then the story just begins to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, writing those little, you know, those scenes or those stories, there's something in my heart or in my spirit that realizes, you know what, this is going to be a powerful point within the story. Mm-hmm. Something that people really need, um, whether it's healing a mother and daughter, healing their relationship, whether it's a, a person that's trying to pretend that their life is perfect or they're running from their past life because they don't love themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to create this perfect picture of love and of of success and all of these things, you know, or friendship, because there's friendship in this story. And to me, mm-hmm. the power of sisterhood. Mm-hmm. We 
we need each other. And many times it's women, we try to go at our obstacles alone. We try to deal with our pain alone. We don't trust anybody, um, but we need sisterhood in order to help us to navigate or heal through that pain. Mm-hmm. And so just even the issue that she has with her husband, which is ooh, when, when, when people tell me that they've read it, you know, I can only imagine how gut-wrenching it is I won't say you have to go read it but (laughs) in gut-wrenching and um just really hard to swallow right so you know it's it's nothing that's never planned I just begin to write and then when those powerful points come out it's like okay somebody needs this because somebody needs to heal their relationship with their mother somebody needs to forgive their spouse or you know whether they stay with the spouse or not you still need their forgiveness somebody needs to know that they need friends in order to really conquer whatever it is that they're going through somebody needs to know that they need a rebirth Mm -hmm. you know and different things like that so um they just come. They just come mm-hmm. to me as I'm writing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I just know that there's somebody that's going to read it that needs what the story has to offer. So it just sounds to me like you're more of like a a pants or somebody who just kind of, you know, pieces the plot together and kind of whatever, how the spirit moves the plot is how you kind of like, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and, and this may sound crazy, but it's kind of like I just go with the character. It's like, it's whatever the character wants. And I know people may be like, but you're writing it. What do you mean with it? No, but no, it's true. there may yeah. be something that the character does that I may not do. Mm-hmm. So in my own, you know, as, as, as me, Jackie, as the writer. Right. So, um, and there may be a way that they communicate that I don't communicate. And so I just try to go, like you said, I, I just, just, I try to go with the spirit of the character mm-hmm. and the story. And, and like you said, really what the spirit wants at that moment as I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And so you said you um, also like wrote plays and playwright and playwrights, and you also do screenwriting. How ha- was that process different from writing novels and novellas um, or did you take some some of the tools that you use from screenwriting into writing a novel and novella it's so different and so <laughs> it was scary for me to get into like writing the women's fiction in this way you know just writing a book like this te- doing storytelling like this um it was scary for me because I didn't know how people would receive it I didn't know if I was totally doing it correctly all together mm-hmm. I know there are all these rules to writing mm-hmm. and so stories and so you know writing plays like when I'm writing plays I'm in my bag I'm comfortable I know what I'm doing because I went mm-hmm. to school for theater right. so I know what it takes to build a set you know I know what it takes to get costumes together get the cast crew you know all of that and, and really to write a play and so that's my comfort zone Mm-hmm. And so even stepping into, you know, writing or a web series or a short film is something different because mm-hmm. those are things that people see, okay? You can see someone on the stage. Right. But when you're writing a book telling a story, it's like you have to piece it together in such a way that the writer, that the reader sees through the writing. Right. right. And so it's totally different. And, and to me, it is a scary leap, but it was one that I was willing to take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so as an indie author, um, how, how did publishing your first book kind of change your perspective on all the things you had to do publishing wise in, in the publishing industry? 
Um, right. and, what, and what made you kind of go indie versus versus maybe a traditional publishing? Well, of course, we all know that being an indie author, it is it is not for the weak. It is um, <laughs> yeah. something that you have to keep at because you have to market. Um, you know, you have to get your story out there have to be willing to get on platforms like this you know that that I'm on right now in order to share your story tell your story talk to people you know many times a lot of writers are introverts and mm -hmm. I tell people and I'm an introvert as well but I tell people how bad do you want it how right. bad do you want for people to know your story and for your story to be out there and so I think the main thing is just marketing knowing your audience knowing how to connect to your audience um, knowing who your audience is. And so, but I decided to go this route um, just because I'm, I'm able to be free. Um, I know a, a, with traditional, you have to do a lot of querying and, um, you know, the agent has to connect to your query letters and everything that you send in. And so that can be a tedious process. Mm -hmm. um, but I hear so many stories as well when people go through traditional publishing, which I'm not knocking that if you are, you know, going that route, amazing, you know, continue to do that. But I do, I have heard of stories where people will, will submit a story. And a lot of times maybe the agent or the editor with that company, they, they, they can take away important elements or the culture of the story mm. out and different things like that. And so I don't know, I just like to keep my stories authentic, uh, you know, authentic and just really get feedback from people and just continue to work on my craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think authenticity is really, really important. And you're right, sometimes in the traditional publishing space, uh, people want to alter your voice. People want to alter your, um, it's not been in my experience thus far, but um, people want to alter your voice. Sometimes people want to do things to make you more quote unquote sellable or marketable. Um, but in the indie space, you have that kind of creative control and freedom to just kind of get your voice out there and, you know, whatever you have to say, you know, um, in, in that space, um, you, you know, say it, you're able to do that, un, you know, just unfiltered, unadulterated. And I think that's really, really important. Um, I know faith and spirituality is really, really important to you, um, how have they, particularly a, a way of escape, the novella, how did kind of faith inform that story? And, and what did you want to tell with that story? So um, what I wanted to tell with that story of escape is that um, we as women, we have a choice. Like we have been given the power to choose. Whatever route that we want to take in our lives, we have been given that power to choose. And so many times, um, I just kind of feel like as women, especially when it comes to relationships, we don't realize that we can choose better. Sometimes we just settle mm. for uh, whatever has come our way. And sometimes the situation may work out in the beginning, but mm -hmm. down the line, it, it just may not work anymore. Right. So how long are you willing to hold on to something that isn't working, something that's causing you pain and grief and all of these things? And, you know, the person isn't going to get it together, mm. um, but you stay because you spent so much time in the relationship. 
Right. And so right. those were some things that this character was facing. And so but as, as far as spiritually wise, I wanted women to see within themselves, basically that God has given them the power to choose mm-hmm. um, their destiny in a way or which mm-hmm. direction that they want to go. Now, I don't outright say it like that, but as you're reading the story, by the time you get to the end, it's kind of like, wow. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And you definitely preface this by saying it's not really a because it does involve three a woman and two other men, but it's right. not really a, a cheating story per se. There's right. cheating in it, but it's not a love triangle cheating story per right. se. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right, right, right. Um, so because I, I wouldn't see you <laughs> I would from, from what I've read about you I wouldn't see you writing some sort of story like that I don't think that's in your nature <laughs> right. right no 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 I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't I would not be like condoning yeah. no, no, no triangles and no stuff like that no no especially I am a married woman and so yeah no yeah but there's a um, there's a there's a deeper spiritual lesson in that though you know right. that, that you're trying to trying to hone from the story so right. it's not about the, the the little triangle itself is about the lesson that the, that that the main character has to learn from these the lesson yeah yes you get it yeah yes yeah. you get it and so i want i want people to know that are listening to this anything that i write it, it is always about a message it's mm. never about um just to entertain but you will be entertained right but my number one goal is a message even though the message isn't outright but I guarantee you by the time that you're done reading any story that I write there's something that you're going to be able to pull from it for your own life mm-hmm. and I love for my stories to make people think mm-hmm. what are you going to choose to do for yourself for your life you know um which way are you going to go you know different things like that so mm-hmm. it's nothing never um condone any foolishness or craziness but like you said <laughs> it's all about learning a lesson mm-hmm. and really I just use scenarios like that because they're real scenarios and because yeah. people can connect to those scenarios they understand them even though they may not like them mm-hmm. understand them but there's always something that you can learn and yeah. really evaluate yourself and take from it and go from there and so I always want to make people, but I want to encourage people to be better people, mm-hmm. better for themselves, not what other people say you should be, mm-hmm. you know, but who, you know, you have been called to be what is true in your heart, what is true mm-hmm. in your mind and in your spirit, connect with that and live that life. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, cause as we talk and, and though this is a this podcast about romance, romance does include women's fiction. I think the main difference between just a traditional contemporary romance and a women's fiction for the reader for the readers and listeners out there is that woman's journey she's a it's a journey of self-discovery a journey of empowerment a journey of something deeper than the romantic core that threads the story is really about this woman and her perseverance to go through something and come out better on the other side of it right um, and and that's really what the a, a, a good <laughs> a good and effective women's fiction uh novel is about um it's not just messiness <laughs> right, it's really, right. about the, really about the story and, and the journey that the person goes through mm-hmm. so speaking of that journey what were some of the hardest scenes that you had to write in the book without giving it away either one away but what were some of the hardest kind of scenarios in the book for you to write 
You know, I'm trying to think if there was anything hard. You know what? For this this Tanya's journey of forgiveness, I will say something that was hard and I feel like is very heartbreaking is when she actually goes back to her hometown, mm-hmm. to her her old home to where her mom lives. This mom that she hadn't seen in years. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was really hard because there is a lady um, in that portion of the story that really is able to look inside the soul of Tanya mm-hmm. through her words. You know how old people are able to read you? Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this one character, she's an old lady that lives next door to Tanya's mom. Mm-hmm. And she remembers Tanya as a young girl. She can see that this young girl has run away and now she's coming back home all of these years later. Mm-hmm. And she's just able to read her soul. Mm-hmm. Her, okay, yeah, you can run, you know, but that doesn't mean just because you you run doesn't mean that, you know your life is going to be perfect or, or you're going to be able to run away from who you really are, mm. you know? And mm. so I think that was really, I wouldn't say a hard scene, but a, a very, it, it had revelation, you mm. know, just to really mm-hmm. tap into the emotions and the spirit of Tanya and that character. Mm. 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 Is that revelation? So yeah, in writing it, writing those characters, what was revealed to you, particularly about yourself as you were writing those scenes? You know what? To be honest with you, okay, mm-hmm. sometimes it's women, and this is where I connect with, okay, being a spouse. We do all of these things for our spouses, for our children, for people, you know, but mostly our spouses. And, um, my question for myself and the other women, do we do it out of love or do we do it out of fear? Mm, mm. So we do all of this catering, okay? We hear the song, let me cater to you, my destiny child. Mm-hmm. We do all of this catering. But is it done out of a place of love or is it done out of a place of fear? Mm, mm. Of losing the person that we say that we love. Because if it's done out of a place of fear, that means that we're walking in a spirit of manipulation. Mm-hmm. So, um, but when it's done out of love, that means that it's done out of a place of freedom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's kind of like whatever comes, you know, whatever comes, comes, whatever happens, happens. But I want to make sure that I'm loving out of a place of, you know, freedom and not mm-hmm. out of a place of fear. Mm-hmm. So I think that was something that I had to evaluate with myself Mm -hmm. because I know that as a wife sometimes I do so much and as a mother I do so much Mm -hmm. but I want to make sure that when I'm doing it it's out of love and it's not like oh you know out of fear like oh I gotta do this because yeah I'm obligated to do it yeah right 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 you know I'm doing this because I love you and because I want to do it and if I don't want to do it (laughs) then I don't do it and (laughs) you know what that's okay it's okay. Mm. So yeah. Mm. Mm. That's that's profound. I, I yeah, that's profound that those kind of things can kind of you take that away as you as you discover and, and craft a, a character. You start learning things about yourself and how you want to operate as a wife, as a mom in the world. 
Um, and speaking of being a wife and a mom, how do you balance all of these things as as well as you know your personal life with like a rigorous writing schedule or or or, or creative schedule? How do you how do you balance you know the obligations that you do have because you love them <laughs> <laughs> because you love them and do them because you love them with with a rigorous you know writing schedule and deadlines you set deadlines for yourself and stuff like that. So um, I wouldn't necessarily say balance, but, you know, I try to get done what is priority Mm -hmm. first and I get my writing in however and whenever I can. Sometimes I may be in my bed, I grab my phone, you know, especially if there's a story that's brewing and there's something that I need to get out and write. Um, Thank God I can just grab my phone and just start taking notes and typing and different things like that. and or sometimes I, I'll, I'll be sitting in my recliner and the kids may be running around or doing what they're doing. And right. if I have to get something done, then I just have to get it done. I just feel like whatever is important to you, you're going to find the time to do it. Yes. Because not only do, like I said, not only am I a spouse, mother of two kids, but I work a nine to five. Mm-hmm. I actually go to grad school for clinical mental health counseling. Oh, wow. Okay. And so, um, and you know, I write, there's so many other things that I do. Mm -hmm. So it's just all about what's priority at the time. And then, um, even when you're tired, you still got to push yourself. Mm -hmm. It's just how bad do you want it? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So when you get to those situations where like, there's an idea and say you get stuck and, and you're just like, I don't know where to go. And you're in the weeds. How do you kind of break through that kind of, not really a writer's block, but a place where you're just kind of like stuck? Honestly, I rest. Like I said earlier, mm. if I feel like I'm stuck, mm. I rest. I sleep. I say, this is what I do. I say a quick prayer. Okay, God, um, which way are we transitioning in this story now? What do you want me to say? Um, you know, I say a quick prayer and I rest. Mm. And, and and that's it. And probably by the next day or the next couple of days, I'm back in the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just think that's important. And then trusting yourself too is very important. And trusting that you have a God-given skill as a writer and a storyteller mm-hmm. and being confident in that. I don't yeah. think, you know, for me, I, I I can't say that I've necessarily had like this major writer's block just, you know, just yet. And I pray that I never do. But um, just like I said, just taking time to pray and, 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 and rest and just really believing in yourself and knowing that you're a genius at what you do. And there is nothing arrogant about that. Mm-hmm. Like you really are. And so mm-hmm. just tap into that happen to that genius and this that that is already on the inside of you and there is plenty of water plenty of wealth plenty of resources and sources on the inside of you to pull from mm, mm. I think that kind of brings me to my next question which is and I think you sort of answered it because we as, a, as an aspiring writer we kind of get kind of caught up in the traps of comparison to other people and things like that but I think you kind of answered it like you know what's a common trap for an inspiring writer and I think you kind of tapped into that you know the the idea of you have to believe in yourself you have to kind of draw from yourself um so do you feel like 
um, people who are aspiring to write, aspiring to get their work out there, do you think that's the most common trap for them um, when they're kind of getting held up and feeling like I can't do it? Mm-hmm. And like you said, comparison. So, so let me share this. So this past August, I was able to go. Oh, um, I was um, privileged to be one of the panelists at Black Writers Weekend. Mm. And um, I was able to be on a panel with Thea Williams and Nina Fox and Denise Bryce. Mm. Uh, um, and um, one, as we were closing out the panel, that was a question for a young lady. If she was wanting to know, you know, how do I continue to write, do what I do without comparing or, you know, not, or without being so caught up in what other people are doing or, or really getting that, you know, having that low self-esteem because you see how other people are moving. Right. And one thing that I tell people is that no one can write or tell your story like you can. Mm. And I think that people need to focus on that. Stop mm-hmm. looking at other authors and what they're doing and how they're writing and what they're saying and what stories that they're telling. What mm-hmm. you have on the inside of you? Because mm-hmm. someone on this earth needs that story. That's why it's on the inside of you. And no one can write the story the way that you can write it. Mm-hmm. So your story may have some of the same elements that someone else has, but there are people that are assigned to you and your voice and your story. Mm-hmm. And so simply just be you, be your authentic self, write your story, get out there and connect with the people and there are going to be, the right people are going to be drawn to you. So mm-hmm. stop looking to the right or to the left. Because mm-hmm. again, like I said, no one else can write it like you can. Absolutely, absolutely. And it, you mentioned like connecting, not only just connecting with a community of other people who like what you write, but what is it about connecting with other authors who are like-minded that have kind of helped you along the way? Uh, with your storytelling and your and your writing? Well, I love the fact that you get to see the skill of other people without the comparison element. Mm-hmm. So um, there is this one writer, I don't know if you know her, Kiki, Kiki Chanel, I think I'm saying her last name right. And mm-hmm. I was able to really um, read some of her work. And when I tell you that her writing was so immaculate, mm-hmm. like, clear and crisp now this is a writer that not a lot of people know about like she's not like this world famous writer but Mm -hmm. she's excellent writer and Mm -hmm. so what I take from that is not me comparing my writing style saying wow look how detailed her scenes are or her love scenes or her interactions with her characters how -hmm. can I be better not Mm -hmm. different not how how can I be different or like her, but how can I just be better as a writer, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think when we connect with other writers, we just learn how to be better or, you know, how we can really, um, our, how we can really learn to make our stories flow and make things connect and transition. And so being connected to the right people should just simply make you better, a better mm-hmm. writer, a person you know just Mm. different things like that absolutely absolutely I I think you said a word right there because because it's really not about comparison it's about somebody that's willing to like lift you up and and support you and give you ideas and feedback and tools to just make you a stronger uh better writer um so at the end of the day um 
as you continue on with your writing and professional journey, what do you want besides women's empowerment and things like that? What do you want folks to take away from your your books and your, and 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 what do you want them to kind of feel at the end of the day after they read a Jacqueline Stewart book? You know what? My goal when writing the book is to take people on a roller coaster ride of emotions. <laughs> okay. Mm. And so I want you to laugh because there's some points even in this novel that, especially with the girlfriends, you're going to be laughing. Okay. But I want people to go through laughter. You may go through a moment of silence. You may go through a moment of anger, you know, all of these different emotions. So I want to take people on that roller coaster ride of emotions. But at the end, I just want you to be able to pull something away for, for your own personal life. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I have readers that tell me that they got something particular from a story that I never intended for them to get. Mm. But it's amazing how, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's something that's happening in their lives that they resonate, that they resonate with the story or they take from the story that I never intended for them to, to take, but God intended for them to get at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's awesome. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That you were kind of the steward to bring that message to them through your right. life. Mm-hmm. a message that I'm, I may not even never intended to give yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know but you receive something from it because that is what your life needed at that moment mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely wow this is a lot a lot to chew on a lot a lot to take in right here um so <laughs> I, I want to get to like the final segment and it's kind of like a rapid fire segment so we're gonna have fun ask ask some some fun questions um lord <laughs> okay fun questions um so what was the last romance book that you read um you know I've been into Denis um Bryce which is historical fiction romance yeah Mm -hmm. um getting into some of her stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what was your favorite book as a kid oh my gosh (laughs) <laughs> I think books, I think books by um R.L. Stein or Doctors, <laughs> Dr. Seuss, books like that. Uh-huh. And, and there's another lady, but I can't think of her name right now, but she wrote mystery, mystery books for kids. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, is it easier to write heroes or villains? Or do you write villains at all? Uh heroes i'm gonna stick with the heroes okay um love scenes or dramatic arguments is it easier oh probably easier for which one do you like to write oh which one do i like to write love Love scenes yeah the love scenes Mm -hmm. if you're into movies is there a movie that you've seen translated from a book well like, was there a best book to movie translation that you've seen or no? Of course, Waiting to Exhale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, what's your favorite place to write? In my recliner. In your recliner. You said your in bed the, earlier. <laughs> yeah, I like to write in my bed, but I mean, that's only because if I'm waking up in the middle of the night and I'm just tired, but I'm, you know, but yeah, in my recliner. In your recliner, Okay. 
book reviews, do you read them or not read them? I don't read book reviews. Okay. Okay. I, this is a question that everybody get kind of gets stumped on. So why don't you read book reviews? I mean, because I just want to say what I want to say. <laughs> I don't want to listen to what other people are saying. I yeah. mean, what do I get from the story, you know? So yeah. yeah. Yes. If you write to music, then what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, oh my gosh, girl. Uh, mm-hmm. My husband is a musician, so um, it just depends on how I'm feeling. Because okay. I was little Nicki Minaj, Your Love, one of her old songs. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it just doesn't matter, like, depends on what you're writing at the time. Uh, uh, what, what I'm writing, yeah, what I'm writing, what I'm feeling within that story, yeah. Okay. Um, is there a book out there that you wish you would have written that was so good? You're like, dog, I wish I wrote that. Um, probably some of Terry McMillan books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. She's the queen for sure, for sure. Right, right, yeah. Is yeah. there a word that you use often in your writing? Like a favorite word to use? <sighs> I'm sure, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But I'm sure that I'm bad about having a certain word or, you know, that I use a lot. Mm. But okay. I can't think of it. Okay. If there was somebody kind of new to uh, the genre that you write um, and was wanting to listen to read some similar works um who's a writer kind of new and old you would recommend for them to write to listen to write to read rather okay so if there was someone new like who would I recommend for them to read mm-hmm. um they say they want to get into reading similar genres as you that that you write so who's probably a- um Nina Fox mm-hmm. and more um to what she's writing and um I'm I'm just so in love with Terry. <laughs> I, just, I just like how she does her characters and yeah, so in yeah. their face, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, if your book became a movie, who would you want to play the lead? Oh my gosh, that is a good question. Roger <laughs> P. Henson. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> she does dramatic well. <laughs> It does dramatic well. Um, finally, when it's all said and done and you've written like 50, 100 books, <laughs> what do you want readers to say about Jacqueline Stewart's body of work? I just want people to say, dang, she wasn't an amazing writer. Mm. Mm. Yes, that's mm-hmm. it. That's one of the it. best that's it and finally where would you like to see romance and women's fiction go toward in the next you know decade um okay so what do you mean when you say that can you elaborate right, like on it what, what do you what would you like to see have change or uh have more of or you know would you like more diversity would you like more you know uh stories involving xyz you know i would say of course diversity but more stories of course of love but women exploring or being allowed to explore their choices their sexuality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
um, and how they choose to explore. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. 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 Wow. So thank you, Jacqueline. I think you, you, not only did you give us an interview, I think you, you, you gave us some, some preaching and a word in there too. Okay. <laughs> See, my work is done. My work is done. Twofold, twofold. Yeah. So can you tell the people where we can find you on social media? Yes, I am on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at writer JN Stewart. Um, you can also email me at writer JN Stewart at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and just DM me, email me, talk with me. I am a very um, open-hearted, easygoing person. And your books are available online everywhere, correct? Well, they're on, on Amazon. On Amazon, okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate talking to you. Thank you so much. And it was a uh, pleasure. Thank you. Up next in our segment, we like to call What Book Talk is Reading. We have the wonderful and amazing Lily S. Who's going to give us her romance recommendations as well as talk a little bit about her own writing. So you all stay tuned and enjoy. Hey there, listeners of the Romance in Color podcast. I am Lily S., a new independent romance author and an avid romance reader. I am here to talk to you about my debut novel, On Time, and provide some book recommendations for novels you would love if you're into spice, brown characters in your books, and are just an all-round romance lover like myself. To let you know more about me as the reader before diving into my own book, One of the most significant factors for me in choosing a book is that it is written by a black woman author. That is my truth and I own it and I am proud of it. And this is not to say that I don't read non-black woman authors or that their books are always going to be good, but I will support a black woman author, especially if she's independent, with a quickness. Then, while I don't let tropes be a determining factor necessarily, I do have favorites. I love second chance and multicultural romances. And then with multicultural romances, I adore when an author is able to cover the cultures of their characters thoroughly and in a way that is both entertaining and enlightening. And something I've realized is that people confuse culture with race. So let me make this declaration. An interracial romance is not necessarily a multicultural romance. All right, moving on. Another factor that is a determining one for me is the level of spice. I read Fade to Black almost never, only if I don't know, to be quite honest, and the low-level spice, rarely, although I could do a low-level spice if the storyline is beyond sweet. Otherwise, I completely prefer that the scenes are explicit, and even better when they're not one-dimensional. So that covers the grounds for me as a reader. Now about my debut novel, On Time. It is a second chance multicultural romance, obviously written by a black woman, and could be considered smutastic. So I absolutely aimed to cover all the grounds that would be there for an ideal novel in the first one that I have written. Now before I tell you more, I'll go ahead and read the blurb. Maddox prides himself on the self-control he's had to work hard for. He lives with care for his family and a commitment to his work. It is not that love has never been a desire for him. However, it could be a more dangerous undertaking than any mission he's ever had. Love could cause him to lose control. 
Ivana has only ever known love in platonic and familial relationships, and the people she shares it with are the most essential parts of her life. So when the prospect of romantic love appears in her life, she decides to take a chance, but it is ripped from her grasp. Nonetheless, her resilience has yet to fail her. That is until that chance at love and romance reappears. The chemistry between Maddox and Ivana had been undeniable from the moment they met online. Unfortunately, when the time arrives for them to discover if they're compatible beyond technology, the opportunity is missed. Three years later, after a series of incredible events in both their lives, a second chance presents itself. The two reconnect with a vigorous rekindling. Together, they maneuver their lives with the newfound presence of each other while working to keep their secrets. However, as the sky's stars take up their time and space to shine bright, so must the love between Maddox and Ivana. This love arrives just on time. All right, does that sound like something you would want to read? Because I certainly hope so. Now, what's especially important to me with this book and any fictional novel I will ever write is that I have West Indian main characters. In this book, which is actually the first of a three-part series titled Time, Truth, and Tamed, the female main character is of Guyanese nationality, the second is an Afro-Latina with Guyanese heritage, and the third is of Surinamese heritage. This factor is important to me because of the limited representation that I see in romance novels as a reader. Now, this limited representation of West Indian and Caribbean culture is often stereotypical and seemingly used just for added flair. So it is my absolute intention to forge a space for West Indians in the romance genre, or as we would say, I want to make a way for we. All right, next up, I'm going to recommend three books that I love, quite frankly, because I love the men. <laughs> these men could be considered my fictional book boyfriends. All three of these books are written by black woman authors. All three of these books have heroes that are great, obviously. I love them, so they must be great. And the heroines are also amazing. Those are other important things to me. I, I love a possessive hero, but it's fine if he's not necessarily, but I need a badass heroine. I cannot do the weak heroine situation at all. So first up, there is Aaron Carter from the novel Aaron's Patience by Tiffany Patterson. He is amazing. <laughs> he is, you know, the typical CEO, rich guy type of situation in there. And he's also grumpy. I, I can appreciate a grumpy situation, but she's not sunshine necessarily. She definitely matches his energy and their chemistry is amazing. It is a second chance romance, go figure. And there are some surprises in there. I don't want to spoil it, but I promise you that it is a great book. It's actually also a part of a series and the rest of the series is also wonderful, but this one took it for me. And it's a book, I don't reread books, but I've definitely reread scenes, not just the explicit ones from this book because of how great the characters are. Aaron's Patience by Tiffany Patterson. Then we have the slightly bow-legged Keenan Admiral Ross from Hookshot by Kennedy Ryan. Now this book is also part of the series, but this one took me. It's an age gap book, um, and I usually, it's not that I don't like like them, I just don't come across them often enough. Um, but it's not extreme, it's not intense, but you know, it's played on in the book in such a beautiful and sweet way. And Keenan Ross is 
fantastic. <laughs> Again, love him very much. It's um, a basketball themed, so it is a sports trope. And she is also just an amazing writer. With what she does, it's wonderful. This is a book that you should also read. And third, we have Carol Knight from Collided with Fate by A.E. Valdez. Him. Him. He. Him. Mm. Yes. Okay, that is my fictional baby daddy. Anyhow, it's twisted or turned. That is it. Like, amazing man. And he is a bit of an a-hole, but he's also so nice. Such a realistic character. And the book itself, also wonderful. It's new adult. And as a reader, you get to see these characters dealing with what they're dealing with. And you get to see them come together in a way that is also exceptionally beautiful. This is a book that I absolutely recommend. Um, and the author is also a, an independent author, as is Tiffany Patterson and both Kennedy Ryan. I believe that they all are. So to mention them again, it's Aaron's Patience by Tiffany Patterson, Hookshot by Kennedy Ryan, and Collided with Fate by A.E. Valdez. These books have my fictional book boyfriends and you should read them, but I will not be sharing these men with you. Please understand that. All right, so I'm going to give some honorable mentions, definitely. So there is A Love That Saves by James P., which is actually a fade to black, but it is a beautiful book. There is Deacon from the Asshole series by Tia Rain. There is Better Not Fall by Kyra Williams, which is actually also a West Indian author. There is Broken by Evelyn Sola, which is a light spice, but such a beautiful story. Somewhat unconventional as in the middle. Okay, I won't spoil it. It's a great book. There is Prince of the Brotherhood by K. Alex Walker, which is one of the few books that actually does have West Indian representation. Not like completely, um, but it does it well. And this book also does a good job in, you know, putting the cultures of the characters out there. This is a multicultural romance and it's second chance, duh. And finally, I must recommend the entire Brothers Black series by Blue Sapphire. It's, it's where it's at. It's great. It's great. Read it. So read all of these books and then come thank me and you can thank me on my instagram which is actually at lily's notes which is l-i-l-i-e-s-n-o-t-e-s lily's notes my tiktok is lily's notes author and my facebook is also lily's notes and then if you'd like to email me it's lily's notes at gmail.com tatiana thank you so very much for giving me a spot on the podcast it means so very much to me to be here and listeners thank you for listening i hope that you give my book a read and if you do please remember to leave a review because those make the world of difference to independent authors thank you and i appreciate you all lovers of love i want to thank authors Jacqueline Stewart and book talker and author Lily S for coming on to the podcast. You can find all their social media linked here on our bio for this episode. 
If you want to get in touch with us at Romance in Color, please follow us on Instagram at Romance in Color. That's color with a U. You can also find us on Twitter at Romance, the letter N, and color with a U. I'm your host, Tati Richardson, and we'll be back next week with more romance and more episodes featuring real inclusive love. Take care and talk to you guys there. Bye.